Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. Looking forward to this segment. We've been trying this out for the last few weeks on Fridays. We don't yet have a name for it. Some have called it the dumpster fire or the cutting room floor. Uh, and it has to do with the process by which we put together each, each uh, day's program. Right in my hand right now, I have what we call the rundown. And it is a list of all of the topics we're going to cover. Uh, there are the names of the guests and some of the details that I, as the host here, need to remember. On today's program, we led off with uh, reporter Paul Nelson talking to me about the Lori Daybell story. There's, in fact, a, a, a press conference happening at 5 o'clock local time. That'll be covered here on KSL News Radio. You don't want to miss that. It's a Listen, it's a heartbreaking and fascinating story. Uh, and that, uh, on today's rundown, not the only heartbreaking and fascinating story. We also spoke to Dave Cauley who gave us an update on the Powell case, brought to us some of the new details emerging in the case brought about by uh, the grandparents against the state of Washington. Uh, Anyway, what I'm describing here is uh, the list of things we cover. The things that made it. The things that made it. Now, not everything makes it into the program. We have another list. Sometimes there are pitches that don't quite meet the threshold for airworthy, and we cram all those into this segment. Uh, and so we're going to, in just a moment, go through uh, some of the pitches that didn't quite make it onto the uh, program. But first, I, I want to play a little bit of cleanup. We spoke uh, a few moments ago to a gentleman named uh, Eric Baxter. He's the vice president and senior counsel for the Beckett Fund. He joined us because his organization had handed out an award, the Canterbury Medal, uh, to Orrin G. Hatch, a former senator here in the state of Utah. Uh, that, uh, an award given to those who have, through the course of their personal or professional life, have you know, worked towards the advancement of religious liberty. Now, during the course of that conversation, he's, I asked him to describe his organization, and he said one of the things that they do there at the Beckett Fund is they aid certain religious organizations as they face legal challenges to their right of, of expression and their right to practice their religion. And he said that they have represented clients from uh, Anglicanism to Zoroastrianism. And he went on and finished his thought, but then I stopped him. I said, hey, uh, hold on one second. You just mentioned a faith uh, which I'm not familiar. Zoroaster, what is that? And he gave us a, a brief description. Uh, I, I said, hey, let's uh, see what we can learn about that. And you did a little bit of digging in the commercial break, and you've got uh, uh, some some facts about Zoroastrianism you'd like to share. That's right. Well, I, I would like to share. You would like me to share. Let's, uh, let's Potato, potato, what do you got? Potato, it's all the same. We're a team here. Uh, Zoroastrianism, as I learned, is, and this is uh, one thing that uh, Mr. Baxter has well shared, one of the oldest religions. The uh, oldest continuously practiced religion in the world. And uh, there's about 500 families uh, that uh, that are considered members of this religion. So not a lot, uh, but they are a monotheistic religion. And uh, the name comes from the prophet uh, Zoroaster. And so you get Zoroastrianism, founded about 8,000 B.C. Wow. I knew uh, – that's that's a long time ago. I, I knew that the word was familiar. I knew I had heard of the faith in the past, and uh, my wife helped me out. She's listening. Uh, I love you, honey. 
I'll be home soon to hang out with you and little baby Piper. Can't wait. Uh, it's Friday, too. we got the weekend ahead of us. Anyway, she sent me a text message reminding me of why this Zoroastrianism was familiar to me, and uh, it was something I learned watching that movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Freddie Mercury was a Zoroastrian. Uh, my wife reminded me via text message. So pretty cool, pretty neat. Uh, we've learned something new, and there's plenty more to learn. They've got literature online. They've got a big center out in California. Uh, a number of years ago, here in the Deseret News, we reported on the construction of a Zoroastrian center out in Virginia, Vienna, uh, Virginia. So they're established. They're a real thing. Uh, world's longest continuously practiced faith, uh, Zoroastrianism. All right. Very good. The more you know. There you go. We should have a sounder for that. Uh, but but our own. It's got to be it's got to be different and better. Okay, right. Uh, we'll all right. Out. Tell me uh, some of the things that, that were pitched for the program this week that didn't quite make it. All right. So, here's one. And I don't use this app. I know you don't use this app either, but uh, TikTok is introducing new parental controls. Hold on a second. Why do you know why do you know that I don't use this app? I just know, Lee. I have I, you ever used TikTok? We've only been working together a few a few months now, but I am able to read the tone. I, I get your tones. You presume that I don't use TikTok because I am old and boring, and TikTok is for young hip kids. I didn't say boring. I didn't say young. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us about TikTok and their family controls All or right. parental controls. So, uh, so they're they've got a new. It's the. Family safe mode. Parents will be able to control how long users spend on the app. I'm sure many parents are happy to hear that. And limit their ability to send and receive mentions and restrict some content. And uh, that's, I, I think uh, a lot of parents are uh, probably unfamiliar with the TikTok app themselves. This didn't, listen, this this is so deep uh, into the cutting room floor. I don't even remember being presented this story. <laughs> You knew this wasn't going to make it before before I even looked so, at it, didn't you? I didn't even pitch this. This was this was Caitlin who was working with us today. Oh, that don't throw people it. under the bus. No, it's great. She made it. You know what? It made it into this segment. It deserves a shout out. There you go. All right. What else you got? All right. This was one that we talked about. Centuries old law against cursing in public repealed by Virginia lawmakers. So the uh, legislature in Virginia realized that uh, maybe this law passed in 1792 doesn't uh, doesn't work right now. The fine when it was passed 83 cents for profane swearing in public. So you if you in the in the state or commonwealth of Virginia if you uttered a cuss word uh, and I'm not sure what which words are on their list but uh, They didn't have a, a a list. It was just cuss word. They it didn't reference the, the George swearing. Carlin list or anything like that? No. Okay. Uh, well, if you were profane on the streets of Virginia, you were, at least in 1792, liable to pay uh, an 83-cent fine. And they only now have overturned that? Yeah. Can I tell you something? I, before moving back here to host this program, I lived in Virginia. Did <laughs> Did you break this law, Lee? No, of we course not. We might have a confession here. Of course not. No, I've, ne- I've never profaned in my life. Uh, well, well but, said. But I can tell you that I did hear a little bit of it, and I didn't see the cops locking anyone up. For 83 cents. Or 83 asking cents. for an 83 cent uh yeah, find it, be paid. So it, the governor still well, needs to sign it. Right. So it's not completely passed, but the, it, it is heading to his desk. Or uh, let's uh, let's see. Yeah, the, the governor Ralph uh, Northam's. And the story here, awaited. the story here says, if he signed the bill, Virginians will legally be able to curse to their heart's content starting July first. Still not great practice, but legal. 
All right, what else Could you got? Be legal. Oh, time's getting tight. One more. Time's we got time for tight. one more. One real short one. Nissan launching a subscription service starting at $699 a month. A little out of my price range. What does that mean? What's a subscription service? So they have Nissan? two tiers, select and premium. Uh, you can pay 495 for membership activation fee and then you pay monthly and uh, you can use uh, different the Leaf Plus, the Maxima, the Murano, the uh, Armada, Titan and uh, a couple other cars in that you would have access to those cars for Does a it live does the car live with you cuz they have similar plans for the cell phone. In fact, I just recently upgraded my phone and one of the options available to me was if I paid a certain amount, I would be guaranteed to always have uh, the most up-to-date model. I declined that one and and bought mine outright. But uh, is this? I would have uh, like a new car for seven. Listen, I don't know who's paying seven hundred bucks a month for a car. Forget that. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I would I would have a, a new car. Uh, wow, interesting. Good for Nissan. Good luck to him. Come on, us though. I can see why we didn't cover that story. Uh, Amy Colbabe, producer of the big show here. Uh, grateful to you. That's it for us uh, for this week. We'll be back Monday at twelve thirty to get back at it. Uh, continue sharing with you all the stories uh, that we come up with here we feel is important.